ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. A scathing report by the Productivity Commission says closing the gap targets are doomed without urgent changes and a significant prioritisation by government. But the findings aren't a surprise for some organisations working on the ground in Aboriginal communities. Denise Bowden is the CEO of the Yothu Yindi Foundation, who says the findings feel like Groundhog Day. She joins us now. Denise, lovely to speak to you. Good morning, uh, Patricia. How are you? Yes, I'd like to also thank the Productivity Commission for that work. And sadly, as you say, the findings appear to be a nightmare black market version of, of Groundhog Day. It's just the uh, findings that seem to be worsening as, as far as we can see. Um, we did issue a statement yesterday calling for a mechanism that triggers the action part uh, of addressing these issues. And uh, with some five easy, simple solutions that we could possibly get to in the immediate, not too distant future, and the first most easiest strategy that won't cost us a cent as a nation is that politicians immediately must stop using the matter of Indigenous affairs as fodder for political gain, Um, point scoring at the ballot box and the finger-pointing exercise really does have to start. It doesn't matter who did who or when. We need to be at the same table. Um, So, you know, easy point uh, to avoid and oftentimes it takes up the airplay and media coverage and and avoids the actual grassroots uh, situation that we're dealing with. This is an an incredible uh, warning shot almost to governments, not just the federal government, but all governments, that if they don't change approach, things will, well, will, certainly the gap won't be closed and and some would argue, and I know you have, that it could get worse. So after yeah, the referendum, we're five months down from the referendum. Is, is anyone listening? Look, our fear is that, you know, if we do not tackle these issues head on urgently, the impacts longer term is going to cost us more. Um, we'll see continued deterioration, and we've already seen that in the Northern Territory. Um, and this is not new to us. And to throw money at Band-Aid solutions will cost us more. And in the absence of solutions, the Yothu Yindi Foundation has been providing the nation since 2017 a solutions mindset. We don't want to get bogged down in the negativity Uh, Some of the most simple solutions that we have put forward, and I hope that the nation listens to this, is the reform of the GST model must be put forward in careful consideration. Uh, Education reform uh, is another major issue, and we've got a proven track record of working in this arena where we've gone from a 40% school attendance uh, uh, figure to an 85% and and at times 90%. Uh, school attendance rate. Now, this, again, that self-sustainability thing is fir- first and foremost in our minds. We've called for a um, multi-billion dollar infrastructure fund that looks at uh, our, our utilities, improving the state of, of, of housing. And, um, you know, like any car, we need to service and maintain our our assets. And so that has been a, um, a, a real consideration for the Northern Territory, which is just such a a large uh, distance and large demographic. And finally, um, township leasing has been something that we've been able to work forward on. Um, and so, you know, that real empowerment to, to, for people to be able to decide their future 
and and how their land is used is incredibly important. Uh, and finally, Patricia, accountability measures. I, I've touched on this before, but you know this may not just be Commonwealth government, may not just be state government. It's also all of us, Indigenous organisations, as families. We have to also be accountable uh, at the same time. Um, the referendum we've moved on from, and we need to focus. Uh, and make sure that 2024, we're, we're off to a big start. I spoke to the Productivity Commissioner yesterday who who said more power sharing with Indigenous organisations is at the centre of this issue. What does more power sharing look like? Uh, look, um, well, that's probably a conversation that you have uh, yourself, but in, in, as far as I can see, power sharing remains um, empowering people to take immediate um, a, a chance to, to to put forward all of those um, you know solutions uh, according to the ebb and flow of their own community. Uh, now we we understand each community might have a different you know way of of operating. I mean we can't create policy if we don't know the immediate issues that are affecting our communities on a day to day basis, particularly when policy is made. Um, you know, far away from northeast Darnham land, we couldn't be further away from uh, Australia's capital territory and and Darwin, our capital city, in in the northern territory. But yet, we have again proven track records. We might know a thing or two about the way that we can handle our community, and making sure that the next generation is prepared with the skills to manage their own lives moving forward. Karen Little, the Shadow Minister for Child Protection, was also on the program yesterday. She says there needs to be greater accountability for organisations over the money they receive from government and the outcomes they deliver. Do you agree? I do agree. I think that's, that's a, a suitable um, you know, expectation. And um, I've said it before, for every dollar that is spent on Indigenous affairs, every single cent must be accounted for. I do agree. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. We've been on the record of stating that that has not just been about Indigenous organisations being accountable. It's also federal and Northern Territory governments. So if 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 we are receiving a large uh funding source for Indigenous disadvantage remote. We expect to see that and hear it on the ground. We haven't. We haven't seen and he- heard that on the ground. We would immediately. We would know immediately. We would see the results immediately. And so that needs to be analysed. I think the government systems in the Northern Territory need to be overhauled also. Uh, so, you know, there's a bit of work to do. I, I think we must steer away from being scared about this situation. Um, again, we, you know, the low-hanging fruit of, of finger-pointing has got to stop. Um, there are some solutions. Those five points I would love to see parked on the tabling in Canberra. We'd love to come down to Canberra and start, you know, filtering through how that might work. There are solutions there. Yesterday, I also spoke with Jackie Lambie, who is, of course, a key senator, and she said that since the referendum, she feels like the government's, you know, covering their eyes and not engaging with these issues. Is that your experience? Regardless of whether the referendum had the vote, the, the, the outcomes that it did have, we are still in a situation where those closing the gap targets are worsening uh, now. I'm not sure who has their eye on this. The Productivity Commission is giving us a massive warning shot in terms of their findings. Since 2017, we've talked about these things. We are on constant repeat. 
uh, reiterating our concerns. Um, my concern at this moment in time is that we do nothing. And then, therefore, if we think we have a situation uh, now, volatile, imagine what it's going to be in 10 years' time if we have not sorted through these um, forensically, um, put in place the best measures uh, that, that we can find that protects uh, all of all of us and, and in terms of our accountability back for our taxpayers. I think that uh, that's probably the only way to do it, but it does need a brave uh, leader and it does need both uh, sides um, politically to back this in. What are the risks of doing things the same way? Well, I can only tell you, Patricia, in northeast Arnhem Land, the mortality rate is, um, you know, a, a real consideration. It does uh, stall progress for us when we are constantly having, um, you know, a community that's sitting on that knife edge like that. And it's ultimately we're talking about human capital here. So we need to be very mindful of that. Um, we, we are seeing the health situation, rheumatic heart disease. And I think we've had an interview before, Patricia, where we've talked about these issues. Rheumatic heart disease should not be existing today. Uh, the other thing I want to just make, make um, you know, mention of is northeast Arnhem Land is a, is a, a light on the hill for, 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 for some. And there are, there are certain people who are the glue that binds us on a daily basis. They're getting out of bed every day to hold our community together. Uh, they need backing in. Fatigue is very real. Uh, COVID blew us all out of the water. Um, and we need to make sure that we're, you know, catching this uh, responsibly as a community, that we're putting in place all of these support mechanisms to help people to continue to do that amazing work. Um, so I, I just even the barging from Darwin to go, for example, we've had monsoonal conditions. There's uh, reports last night here in northeast Arnhem Land of no red meat on the shelves. I mean, northeast Arnhem Land improvises. We, we have this solutions focus where we know that we have to be prepared. So ensuring the motor is oiled, changing, you know, changing all, all of the things that is required to look after our society is an incredibly important piece of work. Would you say that since the referendum, things are going backwards for Indigenous affairs? Uh, not, north in, not, not in northeast Harnham land, Patricia. I mean, we've really uh, made a real uh, a concerted effort to, to, to take the bull by its horns here in northeast Arnhem Land, and it's really our leadership is incredibly strong. Uh, our uh, Dillard Council 13 clan uh, preferred governance model has set priorities for our 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 region, uh, and we're, we're in, ensconced in joint decision-making, which is hopefully bringing local decision-making together in that joint decision-making at a federal level. So Northern Territory Government and the Commonwealth Government have a seat at the table, all of us, including our community and that 13 clan uh, representation. Um, we have solutions. I'm pretty sure other communities have solutions, but it may need to be customised accordingly. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Denise. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Yothi Indy Foundation CEO, Denise Bowden. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.